Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Welcome back to another great episode of the Scoreboard Addicts Podcast. I'm Nick, and with me as always is Anthony, the Rook, TJ, who's hammered, and Stack Guy Salvatore in the building. Welcome back, buddies. I feel like we haven't been on in forever, but I yeah. just think it's a lot of conversations, like sidebar conversations uh, over the course of the last six days. So I feel like I feel like our our small little chats are content that we're just not recruiting recording and I like, i'm completely forgetting like oh crap like it was, it was only six days ago we did this it feels <laughs> like forever ago it does feel what, like what's new ago. boys we're all miserable i know it it feels like a while ago because last night felt like an eternity and playoff hockey's back in new york and i forgot how anxious i get like i didn't sit for three overtimes like and i didn't even realize it like i was just like i had a clenched fist floor. Dude, I sat there with an empty beer for three overtimes because I was like, <laughs> if I get up and get another beer and the Rangers lose, I'm gonna have to quit drinking and I can't handle those that with with the Rangers lost. Those two things can't go hand in hand. I ran out of out alcohol. I had my a bottle of bourbon was done and, and I posted a picture of Gatorade <laughs> and vodka and some guy was like, I used to drink that when I was a kid. That was my first drink. I was like, dude, I'm out of alcohol. Like it's all I have left. Jeez. Don't have any more bourbon. My uncle brought over two Sixers of Guinness. Nice. He's a gentleman. Classy man. Cheers on the mix. Stock again, obviously. Cheers. Here's to a better uh, series going. Yeah, I ran out of Michelob Ultra, so I'm drinking uh, the Stella's that Meredith brought over. Thank you, Meredith. Um, But before we get started, because we do have our guests already here, but I do want to talk about some positive things, which I don't know if you guys have seen this yesterday, but Judge hits a home run, gives the Yankees one nothing lead. Kid, uh, Blue Jays fan catches it and then immediately hands it to a young Yankee fan who's the Aaron Judge fan. The kid just starts bawling, crying immediately, and that's 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 like a good story already. That's baseball season. Yeah, yeah. And don't you? Yeah. Also, the thing is too. Uh, don't you get romantic about baseball? That's that's isn't that the like quote? 
How can you not get romantic uh, about baseball? How can you not get romantic about baseball? And this that's it. And then the story got even better today because Aaron Judge actually met with the child and with the guy who gave him the ball. And that was a pretty cool one. The kid just started cool. crying again. He's a nine-year-old kid. I mean, I couldn't imagine if I was nine years old and I was like meeting Derek Jeter because that's like Aaron Judge. Uh, to him is like our Derek Jeter. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess to Sal too. No, right? he is. He's the face of the yeah. franchise. Yeah. So I, um, I thought it was a beautiful, sweet moment, but like, then after like three seconds, if I'm that kid's dad, it's like, all right, that's long enough, stranger. <laughs> <laughs> that that uh, was a little intense. It's like, so I don't they know. Found out, know you. They, I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to cut you off. Dude. They found out that that kid's family's from Venezuela and Glaber Torres was like, I want to meet him too. Cause Glaber oh, wow. Torres. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. But that's always cool. Cause I always love when guys, who are baseball players or any athlete that just gets it. Like you're an athlete, you mean the world to that little kid. And the fact that you took time out of your day to just say hi, you made that kid's entire life and you just spent five seconds of your day, like five minutes of your day just to do that. Well, so, Judge, yeah. What's that? Judge, Judge gets, gets it. it, yeah. Judge 100% gets it. I appreciate that. I'm just saying I wish more athletes were on his level. Because I know he growing up, he made a kid all the time. What's that? He has a catch with kids all the time. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, he mm-hmm. does. No, he definitely does. I'm not, I'm not aiming as a judge. I'm just aiming as an athlete in general. I think judge is one of those guys that gets it. But, like, growing up as a kid, we used to go to AAA ball games all the time. And the guys don't sign autographs because everyone thinks, oh, I'm going to be the next big star. I'm not giving you an autograph, kid. Like, Alfonso Soriano walked right past us. Um, we saw so many, like, Yankee players and Philly players growing up. They wouldn't sign up for us. But I think uh, one guy did sign for us, and that was Randy Wolf. Randy Wolf was the man. So. <laughs> He was not an all-star caliber player, but he was a solid rotation guy for the Phillies for such a long time. And just that, like, alone, like, I'm still, I'm, what, 34 now? That happened to me when I was, like, maybe 10. And I still remember that, you know? So it's always just the little things. And I say this all the time, kindness is free. It doesn't take much to do something so small. You just make somebody's day. So sometimes it's nice to be kind, except when you're us after the the Rangers lose. Mm. Listen right here. I'm amazed. My motto at work, and everybody knows it. My motto at work is, "I don't get paid extra to be nice." <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more because, like, I, I the closest I'll ever get to feeling like that kind of admiration is now. You know, my son is still young; he's only six. So when I get home from work and I come in, he's like, "Daddy," and he runs over and gives me a big hug. Like now it's playtime, and I'm like so excited that you're home. And my wife's like, "Yeah, great. The garbage is full." <laughs> but like just somebody, somebody to be happy to see me between my son and my dog like just flipping out like holy shit you came back <laughs> like, that makes my day if i was yeah. a pro athlete i'd be like hey yeah oh you want a picture awesome but i'd end up being like it'd be like ant-man where i'm standing there like hey you want a picture with me too They're like nah we're good <laughs> <laughs> great oh, reference really. great reference uh, you know what though hockey players do that a lot like, I constantly see hockey players it. stopping on their way to MSG to take pictures with people like, yeah. on the train. Yeah, dude, okay. hockey players are a different breed. Hockey players are, you know, like, I remember when I was a kid, my father's like, yo, the, the Rangers locker room is right by the stairwell. We're going to hide in the stairwell. I was like, and we're just going to pop out on the players as they're leaving? He's like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, and you're the bait because you're a little kid. I was like, all right. Well, cool. uh, and freaking Brian Leach comes walking out first. We we're like, hey, Mr. Leach can get an autograph. He was like, yeah, absolutely. What's up, guys? You enjoy the game? I was like, oh, my God. We well, totally just snuck up on you, and you're cool about it. But that's because most uh, <laughs> hockey players are Canadians, and Canadians are, are super nice people. Yeah, sorry. 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 All this, all this <laughs> hockey talk, though, brings us to the New York Rangers last night. We do have a guest today to go over it. Sal, I know you're not a big hockey guy. 
you hate hockey as much as TJ hates basketball. So I don't say hate hockey, but hockey is just the manly version of freaking basketball. It's true. All right, Sal, we're gonna see you later. We're gonna bring our, right. our first our first guest. So Sal, see you later, buddy. Uh, and we're gonna bring our first guest, Kyle Hall of the Broadway Hat, New York Rangers podcast. Uh, Kyle, how you doing? Good. How you guys doing? Good. good I was going to say, I was hoping you would say fucking miserable. No, I, I wish we were doing this on better terms, obviously, today. But, you yeah, know, yes. maybe next time we do it after a win. But, yeah. 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 I mean, oh, we, but we, we did win. We did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw us fucking win. I saw that shit. <laughs> yeah. I think the whole world did. And then uh, Toronto slowly took it away. Dude, it's, I mean, it, it, it sucked. It, you know, the worst part about that game is it's like you're up until midnight, whatever. You're watching the game, but. Like you don't go to sleep after that. Like there's no like, there's no like. Oh, I'm just gonna close, close my eyes. Like no, you're up. Like just thinking about what the hell just happened. What did you just watch for four hours or five hours, whatever it came out to? And it's just like you gotta be kidding me. Like that that really just happened. Like, I was looking like that really just happened. I remember I tweeted out. I'm like I'm still like it was a first or second overtime. Like I'm just still in shock that the Rangers did not like this game is still being played right now. Like, yeah, I what is happening right now? I was definitely shocked that it was three overtimes. I couldn't believe it was the game started at seven. I was close to midnight when it ended. I'm like, this is fucking miserable. Yeah. My uncle put on his shoes at like 945. Like, yep, yeah, about time to hit that dusty trail. Guess again, pal. He didn't fucking yeah. leave. I was like, <laughs> yeah, he slept over, I'm sure. Yeah. I was like, I just want you to know you're not going anywhere because if you put your shoes on and leave and they lose, you're never welcome in my house ever again. <laughs> <laughs> you sit your old ass down. We're watching this game. Dude, that's a fact. I mean, and it's it, dude. It's apropos. It, it always seems like the Rangers will always take it seven games. They will always just have those overtime games in the playoffs. They'll always have those. Like, where, where's the friggin' five to one victories and, and the friggin' four to one victories that we see? You know, opening up the playoffs. No, we can't get those. We can't get the easy ones. We have to grind it out for sixty, eighty, a hundred minutes. It doesn't exist. That doesn't, that doesn't exist to a Ranger fan. I mean, we Seriously. had the Henrik years of the two to ones and the three to twos. And oh, yeah. like, it, it's like great to have, like, believe me, I was so pumped last night, like the entire time, like playoff yeah. hockey's back. This is amazing. And you get to overtime, like Valaket and Lundqvist, like, this is great. I'm like, what the hell are you guys watching? Like, yeah, this is great. But like, I forgot like the odds, you know, that you, that sets in like right away. Like the second period, like, first period, I'm like, this is great. We're going to coast this win. The second period, all of a sudden, Crosby decides that he's like 25 again, takes over the game, and I'm like, okay, well, this isn't good. And then the third period, I'm like, every like you said, like you're pacing around, like, like you don't know what to do yourself, like what, like you can't do anything about it, obviously. You know, but it's like you're just pacing around like a madman, like thinking like, okay, and you're like trying to like go along with the shifts too, like okay, well, we just saw Fox out there, here comes Nemeth. Oh crap! Here comes Crosby. They're gonna score. You know, like like you start like yeah. playing out in your head like every shift too. So, it, it, well, once the goal got disallowed, it was just we were all being pessimistic and waiting for it to just go right up our asses. And you knew it was coming. You knew it was gonna happen. It, the tone of the game with all the penalties called on the Rangers and what one called on the Penguins, yeah. it was just in your face all night. And then when that goal got disallowed, it's like okay, well we're just not not allowed to win. Yeah, no, I mean. You go and make 79 saves, you lose a game. I mean, that's Ridiculous. what are you going to do? I mean, crazy. he's got a nine. Dude, and, we, and we can't put one past the backup's backup. <laughs> yeah. Who, yeah. by the way, inside scoop, apparently starting tomorrow. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah. Nice. And yeah, that, that, that that's cool. the other thing that was frustrating me during Broke the overtime. News. 
The breaking the, news. The thing that was frustrating me on overtime, and everybody knows this, playoff hockey, weird bounces happen, pucks go in that shouldn't go in, and you have a backup's backup star in the net for overtime that he just sat there for an hour and hasn't touched the, the ice. It's like just start throwing pucks. Every time I've seen somebody like Zibanejad go all the way across the rink, it's like, dude, what are you doing? Just throw it on net. You're at the hash mark. Just put it on net. You'll get a weird bounce. It's playoff hockey. It always happens. We usually are on the losing end of those bounces. Just throw it there. And, and it's like they didn't want to do it. They're trying to set up the fancy play. It's like, dude, everybody's dead tired. Just get the puck to the net and bum rush it. Yeah, I, I agree. Fox was the only one. Right. Well, he was ter- – that was probably his worst game yet as a Ranger, I would think, right? He looked lost. I mean, he couldn't even handle a pass. Uh, I mean, it was like anytime he got he the puck, bad. he just looked lost. It was – I mean, Ryan Strome played really well. Um, but, like, you know, the, the rest – like, I don't know. There's a couple of guys that just completely – like, Frank Vetrano was a no-show last night. Like, you couldn't even tell he was on the ice last night. Yeah, that was bad. Um, you could say part like, – Mika, like, I don't think Mika stood out at all the entire game. I, like No. He made a couple of had a good plays. Game. Who? Reeves had a good game. Yeah, Re- yeah. The bottom, the, yeah. the bottom six was our best. I thought the kid line was great. Had awesome energy. Oh yeah, Lafreniere was phenomenal. I thought he was yep. awesome last night. I thought him uh, and Kaka were great together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, was awesome last night. I love that slash that uh, that Crosby gave to to Lafreniere right in front of the ref after the whistle, and, and the ref was just like. <laughs> and and the, the whole backstory on that is, you know, Crosby and Lafreniere from the same like hometown. Like there, like he was Lafreniere was the next Crosby. Like he, everything he did was in like in his footsteps. So like the well, fact I that, his, like, that- I, his idol like backs like slash him in the ankle like that, it's awesome. I'll tell you this right now: if I see Sidney Crosby in the streets, there's gonna be a misunderstanding. I'm gonna crack his skull to the white meat. I think uh, Keandre Miller might do that first. Yeah. I thought Keandre Miller had an incredible game last night. He was their best player. He was their best player, I think, last night. He was very good. And him and Crosby had this weird, like, rivalry that started earlier this year, and they hate each other. I don't know where that came from or how that came about, but they go at each other after every shift. It's awesome. Yeah. Crosby is the typical, you know, he thinks it's old school hockey where uh, if you're a rookie, you can't come near him and touch him. It's like, dude, you're not Gretzky. Sit down. No one gives a shit. You're old now. You're old hat. It's over. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) <laughs> I also like because they were Rangers, obviously younger team. They don't have as much playoff experience. But I thought some of the younger guys played really like obviously we were saying before, Kondre Miller, first playoff experience, Kako, uh, Lafreniere. All these younger guys were great, and they had great energy throughout the entire game. You know, each overtime the Rangers came out, they came out firing, putting pucks on net, and just could not cash it in. And then by the time it was like a ten minute mark, was when Pittsburgh would take over each overtime. They like run out of gas. Except the I third. Feel like yeah, they just I think. Ran out I think- the first period, they came out so hot. Like, they it were did. just yep. – and I, I I don't know if they burned out their energy in that first period or what it was. I know the Nemeth penalty really hurt them because that yeah. calmed down Pittsburgh and let them get some offensive zone possessions because the Rangers were giving them nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I mean, I I, I hope for game that, two – I was say, I hope in game two they bring out that same energy for the first period, but they got us – like Galan said today, like they got us the same. They played 25 minutes of hockey, and the rest was just coasting. Yeah, it was. I see. I I think between that penalty and, and the the lingering penalty, where they called it a major and then yeah. they looked it back and they were like, "Oh, it's a minor." I was like, "That means there was no fucking penalty." Yeah. And you look at it; his arms are down. They, they. I was like, "How could it be boarding or charging when he's fucking leaning backwards for a hip check?" I was like, "He's not even skating towards him. He let he, him skate got, into him." You know, you got you got every single 
person that's that's sad about the hit going he left his feet he left his feet because of the impact not because yeah. he was hitting the guy he yeah. got hit too right like when things collide <laughs> it was you know, it's two big move. men it's two big men going a million miles an hour at each other like something's gonna give right like that lingering's a big guy yeah. like raquel's a big guy too he's fast as crap so when they hit each other if you saw watch the replay panarin gets crushed on that too because panarin's a trailer on that play and Raquel yeah. goes flying to him, so Panarin got a good piece of that too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the lingering thing is that that was a clean play. That was completely clean. And of course, the Pittsburgh media today, there's a picture on uh, Getty Images of uh, Lingren's feet off the ice, but it was after the impact. Of course, so that's what everyone's running with today. They're saying, "Oh, he should be suspended." He should be the guy. First off, Lingren never made contact with the head. There's still picture right before that, which they don't show. Actually shows the shoulder into his chest plate, like mm-hmm. right into the chest plate, and of course you're going that speed. Your head's gonna whip backwards no matter what, which is what the call came from because anything to the head, obviously. But thank goodness for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights with that five minute major that they beat San Jose on. Now you can actually review that play. Made it a two minute because you can't even. So I had Tim Peel on today, but the ref, NHL referee, just kind of talking about all the BS from last night. And he was like, basically, like, they basically have to make that call because of all the head and safety issues that are going on in the NHL right now. Anytime a guy's head whips back, you got to make the call because, God forbid, he really did hit him in the mouth or whatever it was. They don't call that. Like, that's going to be a huge, you know, I guess, mark on the the officials for that game. Kind of like when you slam a player's head into the ice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And the guy gets a $5,000 fine and no suspension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I was talking about that. So I listened a little bit to your show earlier uh, with with the ref. It was very good. Now, I wanted to talk to you more about the controversy of the the no-go. I know he had his say on it. So just explain once again for the viewers what the – I guess he's a former referee, right? What the former referee's uh, take on that, that goal and why it was disallowed. Yeah, so Tim Tim Peel, he's, he's a 20-plus year NHL referee. Just He had the whole controversy last year where he had the hot mic saying that he gave the call to Nashville and that, you know, whatever, So which everyone oh, yeah. knows happens. But yeah. so he retired early. He was going to retire last year. Actually, on the show, he, he says that his second-last game was supposed to be at MSG because it was his favorite arena. So they forced him to retire like a month early, whatever, because of that. But he's very – he's like breaks down. He's the daily face-off. Uh, rules analyst so that I don't know if you guys filed daily face off or not, but uh, so he's very good, obviously uh, 20 plus years Olympics and all-star games, everything else. So he broke down the play with me. I, again, I still don't agree with him because when he says that Kako's leg, his right leg, if you watch the highlight is what kind of swoops in and takes out Jari's leg as he uh, dismissed leg, as he comes across the crease. Now Kako's leg was in the crease with the goalie, but, the Dumoulin makes contact in the back on the t- right on the bottom of the face-off circle. And if you look at Arcaco's skates were, they were horizontal to the goalie. They weren't dead on. He wasn't tracking towards him. He was tracking across the net. He was tracking across the paint, but in front of the net. Where the contact comes in, I believe, is when Dumoulin leans on him. Now, what Tim said was, no matter what, because of the angle Kako was coming in on, he believes that when Toronto reviewed it, they saw that he was heading to the net no matter what, and that the Dublin contact was a lean. It wasn't – if he were to extend his arms out, you can say that was a push. But he's saying that because there was just a lean on him, 
the contact is still on Kako to be able to avoid the goalie, which I don't understand because if he's being leaned on by a guy who's 220 pounds, whatever he is, where else is he going to go? You know, if he's trying to, and I keep on harping on the skates were not pointed towards like when Cryer took out price, his skates were head on like going at carrier price, you know, and he got pushed, but he was head on going there. The Kako's skates were pointed towards the boards. Right. So, I mean, first off, what a play by him, too, to kick it back out in front. Like, the, like Absolutely. the wherewithal will do that. But I, the thing that also we talked about, too, was that it was such a quick replay that yeah. when they came back that fast, I was like, oh, this is a goal. Like, there's no chance it was that fast to overturn it. That's what I was shocked about, that they were so definite about the ruling. And then – Usually the NHL will come out and have a statement about why a certain play was called something on a review. And all they came out and said was that Kako contacted the goalie and accordance to rule uh, 69.1, no goal allowed, and then listed the rule underneath it. So that's why when I saw that come out last night, I was like, I need to find an official and find out what happened on this. And thankfully Tim answered my DM at 7 a.m. this morning to get him on the show. Yeah, Uh, Because like as a Ranger fan, like the four of us, I'm sure we're all sitting there like, what the hell just happened? Like, what is the actual ruling? Because in the NBA, you could actually, the, the referee will go up there and say what happened on our view. In the NHL, it's just no goal. And then you walk away. And it's right. like, yeah. what the hell just happened? And, Sam, and like Sam and Joe are sitting there like, what just happened too? Like, the they have Penguin zero knowledge. Said it the said was Penguin's, a good goal. Everyone did. Everyone did. Everyone so, did. Because everybody saw what we saw. It did, Nothing Kako did removed him from the net, the Smith from the net. As much as the defenseman moved him from the exactly. net, he doesn't Doolin move. Un- him out. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't move until the defenseman slides him into the net, and Kako is already on the ice, face down, trying to swipe at the puck and get it back in front. I know. And the who was laying on the goalie was Dumoulin. He was the one who was still yeah, on yeah, him at the end. Of on top of him. So you could say Kako made the contact, but Dumoulin's one who wiped him out. He's the one who actually right. brought him with them. Yeah, but yeah, I Kako mean, caught his the front, maybe his foot. So, so Dumoulin, Dumoulin took his whole shoulder and body yeah. out of the net. So oh, he was, said he said that the reason why it was called a goal was because the, the ref was positioned on the goal line facing Kako coming at him. So he said that if he was on the other side, he believes he would have made a no goal call because you could see Kako's leg from the other side make the contact. I don't know. I mean, is that little bit of contact like, live, no chance. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think that ref was the one that got the short end when it came to the payoffs before the game. So he's like, listen, <laughs> did you see his face? Time. Did you see the rest face too? Like it looked like someone roughed him up in the streets before the game. You got a black guy, uh, but <laughs> deserves it. Well, he was but, in New yeah, York City, I, so anything could have happened. Well, well yeah, yeah, and I was like, that wasn't even post game. Like I, someone found him post game even worse. And, and then yeah. you know what makes it worse? You go into overtime, and there's two non icing calls. It's like really, yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. And yeah. the second oh, one was even good. worse than the first one. The second yeah. one was from from the other side of the blue line of, of you know the defensive zone sending it out. Like, how is that not an icing? Yeah, I don't. It, it was. And we talked about the whole officiating for the game because I thought it was very up and down the entire game. Like they swallowed the whistle after the second period, which is fine. Like you want to let them play, but Lafreniere got elbowed in the mouth one time. Strom got tripped at the blue line. I mean, hell, Truba took down Gensel. In the, in yeah, the second I thought time. that was a penalty for sure. So I mean, like there was at least four or five like definite penalties that you could have called that they did not call. And I asked him that. I'm like, do they swallow the whistle? Like, do they know? And he's like, no, they're told like if it is a penalty to call it. And I'm like. Eh. They did not do that. So and the call that I'm, I'm okay saying, with letting the boys play. 
during, yeah. during in between the whistles, I'm okay with that. But all the little ticky tack shit that happens after the whistle, I'm not cool with it. Like punching uh, Miller well, in the back of the head, yeah. like. And he's looking at the referee like, you see this guy punching me in the back of the head right now? Right? The ref was skating like, next to him as he was doing it. Like it was, and he's like, I don't know. What are you talking about? But if <laughs> Miller would have turned around and punched him in the mouth, he probably would have got a, 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 he would have got a, a, a instigating. Yeah. yeah, and if Miller would have did that to Crosby, it would have been a penalty. No, it would have gave him a major, yeah. a major misconduct. <laughs> well, Kyle, we, we appreciate you breaking that down and explaining what, you know, uh, the referee, yeah. I think Peel said, but uh, so let's not dwell on the past here, right? It was a one game. There's a lot, a lot of playoff hockey left. It's a seven game set. It is one game, as heartbreaking as it was last night. We do want to look forward to the future, look into tomorrow, game two. Um, I guess kind of what we kind of break down or what we're looking forward to in game two. What kind of keys to the game or points you may want to make about uh, upcoming game tomorrow? Yeah, I well, first off, I think Tampa's game tonight is a good indication of what the Rangers need to do. Tampa got wiped five nothing game one. They're dominating Toronto tonight. So, like the Rangers, this Rangers team, this is a far I mean, seven game series, far from over if Igor's mm-hmm. just in net. I mean, they have to now in my preview show two days ago before my emergency show, we yeah. talked about with a couple of the Pittsburgh media guys, the the play by play guy and another one of their beat reporters about getting to the net because the Rangers' size is so much bigger than the Penguins' defense. And we saw when they went to the net, the Rangers were successful. You had, one, the Kako waved off goal, which take it to the net. Heedle uh, drew the penalty in front of the net. You know, uh, I mean, you can't say get to the net. I mean, he had a breakaway when he scored that goal. But, I mean, good things happen when the Rangers get to the front of the net. And I, I don't know how big Deming is, but, like, the Smith's only six foot, six one on skates, apparently. So he can't see past Kreider. He can't see past Cop. He can't see past Reeves, Goudreau, all these bigger guys. The Rangers need to get more bodies in front, more action. But, I mean, let's be frank. If the Rangers can't win at MSG against Louis Domingue and Net, like, this is not their series. You know, this is – you know, right? Am I right? Like This would be horrible. Like, they have – No, 100%. You know, the, and the Penguins' defense, they average like – I think they're like 6-1 in an average. So like, they're a smaller defense, too. So, like, the whole thing about the Rangers have to really impose their size difference, which they, in years past, like, you wouldn't ever say that about the Rangers, but this is right. now when they could do it. The whole thing on Pittsburgh, like, all the Pittsburgh fans before the series were worried about the Rangers' physicality because Pittsburgh's, quote-unquote, a soft team this year. That's how their fans see them. Mm-hmm. Right. And last night, I mean, Reeves was putting dudes through the boards. Like, Lafreniere was hitting people. Like, Adam Fox was hitting people. Like, everyone the Rangers was throwing hits. And then all of a sudden – the halfway through the second period just stopped. And I don't know why I got, I think they just kind of like after that first goal by the Pittsburgh, all of a sudden the Rangers got really tight. And, you know, I, I, again, like going back to last night really quick, but like the Truba penalty, I mean, that was such a bad call. And I, and, and Peel agreed, said it was a bad call too. Like that was the one thing he, he, he actually told like, he's like, yeah, the refs got that wrong, which I was shocked that you actually agreed with me. But like that call, it, it led to that, you know, the tying goal there. Like they have to stay out of the box. Like they, they're not like the refs are not going to help them at all. So like no, they have no. to just play a clean game or as clean as they can. They just can't give them any excuse to call penalties on them. Just they just have. I mean, I can't say a perfect game, but they just have to play a little bit more disciplined. And I I don't know how they can draw more penalties because obviously the power play scored in what 30 seconds last night against Pittsburgh. Like yeah. that's like where they're gonna get obviously the power play has been electric all year. Like 
They need to get more power play opportunities. And by doing that, I think it's by going to the net like Heedle did and drawing calls 100%. that way because I don't think you're getting calls by Fox shooting the puck in from the blue line. Like That's not going to happen out there. Right. So well, um, That's what I think I was lacking big time last night is the, the way Kreider is so successful is planting himself in front of the net. And yeah. it seems like that line just couldn't set that up where he could just plant himself concrete shoes in front of the net. It, it seemed like every time that line got the puck in the zone, it was coming right back out. They weren't yeah. able to dump and chase and then gain possession of the puck. Between that and, and the face-offs, the inability to win oh, the face-offs, geez. it's like oh, it's yeah. crazy. On, guys. The yeah. offensive zone face-off, the defensive zone face-offs are so yeah. bad for some reason. It, yeah. Insane. Um, but I agree with you, Other TJ. That, I, I want to see you know whatever happened to Panarin wake up because <laughs> he, he's got to have a an effect in, in the series. And he was just uh, he might as well have been a traffic cone out there. I was thinking, is he still banged up from the injury that he had uh, in that game with the Canes, or do you think it's just uh, he, was I, he might be right? This is his first action since then, so yeah, like, it was first action. Since he then. could be, and he took a hit in the first period too. Um, from what was a Jeff Carter gave him a pretty good hit. So and he got the brunt end of the the lingering hit too. So he took two yeah. big hits. Yeah. So I mean, who knows? But I mean, if you're out there, like you, you gotta do like first yeah. off. I'm talking about Ryan Lingren, like the two wins the locker room what three different times last night, and obviously yeah, got, sh- I know. got shot up with something, and then can't get them come back out. Like he's just such a warrior. Like that dude, like Ranger fans love him, and like he went up like another level. If that it's even possible oh, in my book, like he was already already top of the list. So uh, yeah, like, that I mean, was awesome. It wasn't until Triple OT that he finally sat down and couldn't go back out. <laughs> he couldn't, I don't he couldn't blame skate. Him. I don't think. I don't think. No, I don't skate. blame him. I mean, he was already hurt before, and he came back out and played. Three more periods. It was crazy. Yeah. And he kept on, he blocked that one shot. I think in the yeah. second OT, it's like, geez, and then he went to the boards awkward. Like, he was just like all over the place, just getting hurt left and right. Uh, but, you know, he, I think uh, Galan said he should be playing tomorrow. Who knows how long he'll last, though? You know, like, would it be like, like who steps into that lineup? You put a brawn in there? Like, you, you dressed a seventh defenseman just in case? Like, that might be something that might be interesting tomorrow. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I would rather have a Justin Braun out there or a Zach Jones. Like, I don't, I don't know what you would rather want to have out there for lingering. If, if you change the lineup around or, um, you know, you move, like, who do you, who do you pair a Fox? He's got to play 35, 25 minutes a game. So like, who's going to be right. able to be yeah. out there with him. So it's not Nemeth. I'll tell you that. Like does Brain right. Schneider get a bump up? Like that, I thought he played well, but it's his second playoff game ever. Like 20 year old right. kid. Yeah. Hey Kyle, does uh does Mott play this series? So he's in uh he's in the uh roster. So he was named to the yeah. roster. So he is available, I guess, if he does come back. Um, like you can tell Sammy Blay was not in the roster, he's not coming back. Uh, but Mott yeah. was added, so right. I mean who knows? You could see you could see him. I would be how great would it be for him to come back in like a game six or game seven and score like a big time goal to stick of the Pittsburgh after oh, getting yeah. hurt, right? Like yeah. that would be awesome. And I saw awesome. I saw in the first period, like after Reeves ran like seven guys. I saw someone on Twitter like posted like justice for Mott. And I was I was cracking up. <laughs> I was like, you like forget, like, like, oh yeah, I forgot Mott got taken out by Pittsburgh. And like it's like yeah. justice for Mott. I'm like, that's great. Dude, I love Ryan series though. That that like I think somebody like Sammy Blaze, you you can just he's one of those, he's a, like a lingering. He he's got that fire in his belly, he's got that grit, he's got that go ahead, hit me because I'm gonna come back and hit you harder. Hit me as hard as you can because I'm coming right back in there. And, and he just grinds that along the boards and not having him this whole season. And, and th- this is the time where you need that grit, where you need that extra energy, where you need that 
you know, yeah, let's go. Let's get dirty. Let's bang bodies. No, yeah. And how many games do we have to see Julian Gauthier go out there and, you know, flutter around the ice for <laughs> and and get minutes, to the you know? net only to miss <laughs> you know <laughs> make, make an unbelievable skill play in the neutral zone and get on the net and then you know he's like the kid from uh, the mighty ducks who can't stop like he just like you know, goals um, goalie interference that that dude is a freight train going towards the goaltender you don't know this but i'm gonna take that personally just so you know tj knows <laughs> nick can't uh, stop he almost knocked my teeth out on the rink oh no I'm just standing there, you know, we go to just open ice skating, goofing around, and I'm just standing there along the boards. My wife's like, yeah, I'm not skating, so I'm just, like, talking to her through the glass. And Nick's like, hey, look at me. Oh, shit. And elbow right in the face. It wasn't an elbow. It was a shoulder. And it was shoulder to shoulder. It was clean. Okay? I went through the hit up and then up toward your chin. That was an – but initial contact was shoulder to shoulder, all right? There's no clean hits in open skate. There was a kid right next to us just skating around with a traffic cone. You can't <laughs> hit out there, bro. Well, I don't mean to cut it short. We're, we're really enjoying this Rangers talk, but we do have to, we have to move on to our next segment. Kyle, we do appreciate you coming on and joining us talking New York Rangers hockey. We're hoping the Rangers win tomorrow, but we're planning on being live. Maybe an earlier ending would be great. <laughs> yeah. If you're available, Kyle, again, we'd love to have you join us for an immediate reaction of a type of podcast or video. Uh, but you don't have to answer right now. I don't want to put you on the I will spot. be at the game tomorrow night. So, oh, then forget uh, it. I will be forget at it. the game tomorrow night. Nice. It then. Yeah. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the Hopefully you get a win. Hopefully you're a good luck charm for uh, the New York Rangers. I hope so. Um, I, I'm tired of looking at my Facebook and Instagram memories that I get every day of old uh, playoff games that keep popping up. I, I'm so pumped to get back to the garden. But you know, we do I, have a hotline, and um, Kyle. What I want to say is we'll put it up right now. If the Rangers win the game and the Garden's going crazy, you call this number and leave a voicemail of that crowd going nuts. I will. We want I to will. hear that. I right will now, do we, that. We appreciate it. Where can we find you now? I know you're uh, you the Broadway hat. What's your uh, Twitter handle? Uh, tell yeah. me about it, viewers. Uh, so the show Twitter account is Broadway Hat Pod. My personal account is KHOLNY. And you can find the show anywhere, you know, podcast. Just uh, search Broadway Hat Podcast and you'll find it anywhere. And uh, thanks for having me on, guys. I think. I just turned my TV off. Did the Yankees lose? I, I was yeah, trying to yeah. – Yeah, they did, unfortunately. They did lose. But, uh, you know, I'm okay with it. They won 11 straight. Uh, there was actually a little – they had a, a review at the end of it. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., uh, his foot wasn't – was a little close – a little suspect in the bag, but they, <laughs> they reviewed it and he ended up getting the, getting the final out. So they had bases screw, loaded. Screwed they, two uh, nights in a row by the Toronto uh, video stiff, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. But Kyle, thank you so much. We're going to come back. We're going to do a quick take a quick break. And we're going to come back with WWE trivia. So thank you, Kyle, so much. We appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, brother. Thanks, guys. Take care. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. 
that shocked energy. Bring it while you can. The official sponsor of Wrestling Trivia. We're actually getting some samples from them. Let's go. Uh, and when I get it, I'm going to distribute it. I don't know what I'm getting, but I'm getting them. Going to distribute those. Use um, If you're going to go to the website to order some shock energy drinks, use SAPOD promo code to get 10% off uh, your order with uh, shocked energy. And now we come to our favorite segment. I don't know, favorite. My favorite. Wait, what are we doing? Uh, are WWE. You ready? <laughs> We're live, folks. We're live. Let's go. Again, yeah. I'm not a John Cena guy, and that's definitely not Attitude Era, but it's the most obnoxious theme song I could think of. It really, it really is. I agree with it. All right. As always, I hope you guys – I think TJ would think of pen and paper, but we're going to do WWE Trivia, and this one is a special, Uh-oh. special week. We don't have a guest this week, uh, so guests are still, uh, uh, you know, winless coming onto the podcast because of Sal and Matt, basically, and Nick and TJ. You guys have done very good trivia, keeping our guests from winning. Um, but special bonus, super size <laughs> level of trivia today. We have right. six questions as opposed to Whoa. five. Wait, and what size is this? Super size. Super size. You could have went big show sized. Could have <laughs> went Andre size. Super <laughs> size. Lazy. Lazy writing. I like. I like Big Max. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like Big Max, and I cannot lie. Um. So basically, we're going to have the fifth question is a a gigantic point question. It is worth eight points. Whoa. Eight points. All right. We're going to get things started early. Everyone had that pen and paper. Get ready because we have our first uh, question. You were getting a pen and paper. (laughs) I thought you. Oh, he already had it. Then he came back with a beer. That's better. Better better than pen and paper. Here is your clip clue. Yes. The custody of a child will be determined in a match, in a ladder match. (laughs) This is such an easy question, but it's just so ridiculous. I had to do it. (laughs) I can't even say the question. (laughs) Who was wrestling in that match? Who are the two wrestlers that are fighting for custody of a child? (laughs) Can you tell us if this would hold up in a court of law? not. <laughs> I have a lawyer. I do this all the time. I wish cases were handled this way. This would make my job so much easier. <laughs> it's like one of those ones where you like try to see who the dog goes to. Like, come here, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one of those. One of those. I'd pay good money to watch a, a mother and a father do a ladder match to find out who gets custody of the kids. Why not? It would be, be it would be incredible if that you have sixty five percent of dads like running, not even making their way to the ring. Dude, I want to know. Be... I want to know what Vince was thinking when he he made book this match. Oh wait, you mean what was this guy thinking? The same guy <laughs> oh, who said no. this. Come on out, you rapist! Wow. That's my favorite clip. That one. I mean, That's my favorite clip. Idea. Dude, it's son-in-law a rapist on TV. <laughs> How about you asking why Vince came up with one child custody wrestling match? Dude, that's I just want to point out. 
I'm going to be real. We, 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 had, we had a Middle Eastern wrestler, supposedly, and he was called a terrorist. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> I didn't know about this match until I played WWE 2K22. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, let's get everyone. Uh, give us your answers, and then we'll play the clip. Uh, Eddie and Rey Mysterio. Who else has Eddie, 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 Eddie and Mysterio? Uh, TJ, who'd you have? I don't know what TJ had. <laughs> Dude, I was bullshitting the whole time. <laughs> I was hoping I started he was like right, and I was like, this is not going to be right. I was hoping he was like, Dudley <laughs> Brothers or like, or like <laughs> Road Dog was a big ass. <laughs> no, I was actually. Did you just say the big ass? The ass man. Not, that, that was a good road question. dog versus ass man for their custody. Of road dog versus the big ass. Yeah, that was right, actually well, a pretty good ladder match. But the principal of Guerrero or Rey Mysterio, Taz will climb that ladder. We'll reach that briefcase, which includes the custody papers of eight-year-old Dominic. Well, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see the outcome of this. I want to see what happens. I, I, I personally, I'm probably not supposed to do this. I love that he's like. <laughs> They're so serious about it. Like, considering, like, no one's considering I've seen Dominic Mysterio re- recently, and he is not the physical specimen that his father is, Ray might have been better yeah. off letting him go live with Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> well, the best part about it is like the custody papers are in the suitcase, and the guy's like, "I don't yeah. know why I should probably be doing this. No one should be doing this. Do not wrestle for custody of your children. I'm going to tell you right now: if you need custody of your child, do not fight." For it, that's not what you should call do. Anthony Rook Choice. Call Anthony, <laughs> call Rook, Rook Esquire to get custody of your child back. Yeah, you gotta be classier like, than that. You gotta like, let him like, climb the ladder, the ladder of you know, you know what the real funny part about that is? The guy's like, I probably shouldn't be doing this. First of all, dude, was that Taz? That was Taz. I think it is Taz. Was, yeah. right? mm-hmm. He's talking about that. They're fighting over custody of a child, and you're saying you probably shouldn't be doing this. And his next line is that he's rooting, he has a rooted interest in the match that he's calling. Like, that's wrong? That's the wrong part of all of us? Well, for him, yeah. What? For him, yeah. Goes against ethics, bro. He's supposed to be unbiased. He's not John Sterling out there. And it's gone. All right. Name this superstar (laughs) out, which may equal. This is actually really going to be really easy now because you guys, you'll see. Once was a champion in ECW, this superstar joined the WWE in December of 1999, known for his signature orange being shown at the stadium during his entrance. Entrance. Who is this superstar? That's great. Wait, his what? I didn't plan that. I forgot that too. It was on signature orange. Yeah, signature orange. Color similar to red, but not quite. Gotcha. His orange showed. It's also a fruit. It displayed across the entire stadium during his uh, entrance. Think about it. I'm shocked with Sal's reaction to this question. I am too. I'm stumped on this one. I don't Stop it, Sal. No, orange. Come on, Sal. For, for the integrity of the question. Orange a color, not orange a fruit, Sal. Can you repeat it? All right, so well, one second. It? I'm just trying to tweet it out so people know to watch us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> once was a champion, ECW. This superstar joined the WWE in December of 1999. Known for his sig- signature orange being shown throughout the stadium during his entrance. Who is this superstar? I have no idea. All right. What? Gonna... 
All right, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to keep going here because we got we were even long with our, our Rangers, which is cool. I love the Nick Rangers. But we're running long. Uh, Nick, Taz. Anyone else have Taz? Oh, shit. Taz. I put Al Snow. Uh, I I literally gave a clue. I was like, you guys were just talking. I was like, yeah. Guys about <laughs> I'm shocked. And, uh, I'm upset with both TJ, TJ who you and Sal. <laughs> Taz is running WWE was so forgettable. No, either way, he wore head. orange sunglasses for the duration of his time. He's wearing orange right now in he AEW. Is. <laughs> he is. Yeah. All right. Question number three. <laughs> TJ, I'm, I'm assuming you got it wrong, right? Yeah. Right. You're the one that said his name. You screamed the Breakfast Club's name. I know. You were I like, Emilio! <laughs> <laughs> All right. What was the name? Well, I'm sorry. What was the main event at Survivor Series 1997? Ooh, oh. Nick stumped. Look at his face. TJ's going to write down two random wrestlers. Sal and Matt <laughs> are going to know it. Oh, it's the wrestlers or the type of match? It's the wrestlers. Uh, what what was the main event? Like, what was who was it? Who was in it? What was it for? Oh, what was it for? Yeah, like who was wrestling and what were they wrestling for? There's no like, there's no stipulation to it. I don't, this match didn't have like a, a no, special like TLC or strap match, something like that. Just who the wrestlers are, what were they fighting for? Main event. You said Strap-on you said Survivor match. Series '97. Yeah, Survivor Series '97. Do you know this? Matt, look at you. You're, of course I do. You're going to be three for three, huh? Uh-huh. Sal, what about you? you gonna... No, yeah, definitely not. You're going to take that? You're going to take that? Uh, second one, I don't know what happened to me on that one. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised, too. That's why I wanted him to reread it, because I'm like, you should know. I this. think it's the orange that got me confused. I don't know why. Well, the thing is, I was going to put known for his submission moves, but I was like, that's way, that's giving it away. Yeah. Yeah. If you said no I'd have been like Jericho because he was TV champ in fucking ECW. Yeah, but I had said world champ yeah. in ECW. Yeah, but he was there before then. Fair enough, but it was close enough. It was literally the same year. Yeah, true. It was around the summertime. It was like, like four months ends. prior. All yeah. right. What's the uh, what do you guys have for the answer? Let's go, with Nick. You you started off, Nick. I have no idea. Austin versus somebody at, at Survivor Series. Oh, you're gonna be so upset Man. when you hear the answer. So mad at yourself, Nick. I purposely picked this one because this is your favorite wrestler. I knew it was I knew it was him. I really did. And I was Shawn just like, Michaels versus Bret Hart for the WWF champion. The Montreal screw job. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys got? Yeah, same thing. Bret Hart. Shawn Michaels. All right. Yeah. TJ, what'd you get? I have one Kane versus Undertaker, and that is I'm not, that is extremely. I'm not cool. good at, at years, honestly. I couldn't tell you what who won the World Series in 2017. Like I don't fucking know. It was blur, really just a fucking blur. I'm not good with numbers. All right, so moving on to question number four. On speaking of Kane, on June 23rd, 2003, during Raw, Raw, Kane was finally unmasked. Who was he unmasked in front of? There was one person in the ring because this happens during a match. But there's one person in the ring that he that he takes his mask off in front of, and who was that person? He should have never unmasked. Agree, agreed. I hate yeah, it. When he, he did that. I, I was as I was research, researching this, it came up. It was like why he regrets unmasking himself. Uh, should never did it. Yeah. Nick, you, everyone's ready. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's go with Sal on this one. RVD? No, it's Rob Van Dam, dude. What are you 
Mr. 420. Uh, What's up? That's correct. Yeah, uh, Matt, he called you. He said, Mr. 420. Yeah, yeah. How can I help you? <laughs> All right, Matt. Uh, I so, have RBD uh, too. RBD, Nick. I said, I knew it was an ECW guy. I said, Jericho. And then I wrote, The Crowd. <laughs> Did he get a mask from in front of the crowd? I'm gonna give myself a ding and a yeah. Uh, TJ, right? you have? I guess Paul Bearer. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was dead by then. Was he in 2003? No way. No, no. He, was still alive. he just died recently, like in the last like six years. <laughs> All right. So this one is the mega eight point question. Oh, question number five. WrestleMania 16 took place on April 2nd, 2000, in Anaheim, California. Featuring a McMahon in every corner during a fatal four-way main event. Pair the McMahon with their wrestler. So oh. you get points for the correct you get, you get points for each wrestler that is correct in the fatal four-way. And then you get an extra point for the if you match the McMahon correctly with the wrestler. So if you get the four wrestlers, you get four points. If you get each McMahon with the correct wrestler, you get an extra point after that. So you have to know the fatal four-way and then match the McMahon with them. So at least you guys all know the McMahons, right? TJ, do you know the four names of the McMahons? <laughs> yeah. Okay, just making sure. I Wait, I, to... I, I'm trying to think of his wife's name. She ran for office and is struggling. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so TJ may not be able to get seven. He's got mostly seven points in this question. <laughs> this is a good question. This is a fun one. I like this. I, I yeah. remember this match, and it was like so much fun. It was. This was a good match. Because it was like, you know, the, the family they each had a rooted interest. It was pretty cool. It was a good idea. This was a good idea by, by Vince McMahon. Unlike the custody, custody <laughs> match we spoke of earlier. He's no, like, this a little bit, such good gotta, shit. <laughs> you got to slightly wonder how much Vince was involved with this. Because at the time, he was actually like neck deep in XFL. Oh, really? Well, with, with he, this? Took, he took like a, like a six-month leave of absence from WWE TV. Because he was going around the country doing XFL stuff. Oh, hey, Dad. <laughs> they commented. Wait, he was. But Dad that, liked the video. <laughs> that SummerSlam match that wasn't around the XFL time. Vince Vince showed up for that match, like right before it. Oh, the XFL wasn't on. The XFL wasn't on. He was going around promoting prior to the, the XFL started that fall. Oh, are you talking about the WrestleMania match? No, this no. match right here. This yeah, fatal four way. He showed yeah, up. Okay, like my bad. Okay. A month before, maybe. You're right. You're right. If not three weeks before. Yeah. Maybe he went away well, for a little while. Moving on. Um, let's go. Let's go with Matt first in this one. Uh all right. It was Linda McMahon with Mick Foley. Shane McMahon with the big show. Vince McMahon with The Rock. And Stephanie with her husband, Triple H. That is correct. Dig them up. Ding, ding, ding. Sal, did you have the exact same ones? or? Yes. Big Show, Shane, Mick Foley, Linda, Triple yeah. H, Stephanie, and The Rock and Vince. All right. Uh, Nick, I'm assuming you have I had Stephanie. Big Show, Shane, Stephanie, Triple H, Vince, and The Rock, and Linda was Stone Cold. Ah. That Stone Cold was out because of Rikishi, who did it for The Rock. God damn you, Rikishi. <laughs> so he gets Nick gets six points there. Um, TJ. I had Stephanie with Triple H and Vince with The Rock. Then I put uh, wife of Vince because I forgot Linda was Stone Cold. And <laughs> I did Shane and The Undertaker. 
All right, we'll give TJ four points. That's actually TJ's uh, best answer so far tonight. That was pretty solid, T. <laughs> Nick actually, Nick should get seven on that because he said Linda, but he had Austin instead of Foley. Foley. Hey, guess so, what? I make the fucking rules, okay? I'm holding up the integrity. Someone no, it's me. not integrity because the question was that you have to name the four wrestlers and then you get an extra point if you pair them correctly. So, therefore, he did not name the fourth wrestler correctly. Good day, sir. You lose. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to win for the third time in a row. Let's go. Yeah, we'll see about that. All right, Sal, give us the points. I have 14. Nick has 10. TJ has four. And Matt has 16. Wow. And how many you got? You got 14, uh, Sal? Yes. I'm rooting for Sal. I'm going to give him five points. <laughs> yeah, well. We'll, 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 screw we'll Matt, and it, just because of the audacity to sit here and say that he was going to win. Yeah, I agree. I feel like there's a Montreal screw job about to go down in a little oh, bit. Oh shit! <laughs> Ring, the bell. The, Ring the bell! Ring the bell! bell! All right, how many points you guys are, are offering here? Let's go. I'm going all in. Why not? Stick shooting in my nature. All in. Ten. Bye. Two points. All right, here it is. WrestleMania 2000 or 16 opened with Godfather with D'Lo Brown versus Big Boss Man and Bull Buchanan. Besides the Ho Train, who accompanied Godfather and D'Lo Brown? I think this is a pretty good question. That's a great question. Celebrity, celebrity guest. (laughs) <laughs> Who could it be now? <laughs> oh, God. You guys are really thinking about this. It's getting quiet. I, we really need to get some thinking music because this is just on the audio. We need like, Jeopardy music. Play the obnoxious John Cena music while everyone's thinking because that helps everyone think. It was 2000, you said? WrestleMania 16 or WrestleMania 2000. It was referred to as 2000, but in the numerical sense of it, it was actually 16. Good word. Good word. You like the words I use? I do. I do. <laughs> it's good, it's captivating. It's captivating. That was a good word. That was a good word. Thank <laughs> you. Can you spell it? This isn't a spelling based on no. It doesn't matter. You can't use the word captivating. This is I heard this on uh on the radio recently. If you can't spell the word that you use, you can't use it for three months. My if my wife case, my wife tells me that all the time. If that's the case, then ninety nine percent of America can't say they have pneumonia. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Really I'm dying <laughs> of what I can't say. That's a clip right there. I like, can't spell it. <laughs> That's a clip right there. By the rook. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's so, great. Call. Don't know. Can't We're going to start with TJ because I know TJ knows this one. Come on, TJ. Let's go. I have no idea. I said Pam Anderson. <laughs> that is actually correct, TJ. <laughs> no chance. No, no it's not. <laughs> she was fired on the whole train. That's what I figured. Yeah, right? The movie's down the fucking aisle. We added a celebrity hoe. <laughs> Why not? If Lita uh, can be a hoe and Victoria can be a hoe, Pam Anderson can definitely be a hoe. 
Wasn't Absolutely. Ivory too? Wasn't Ivory a hoe? I think so. Yeah, she yeah, started on the, hoe, because the hoe, on the hoe train. Oh yeah, uh, I Nick. think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick, I don't know. I wrote. I don't know. I have no idea. Couldn't tell you. Oh wow. Sal. Ice tea. Sal got it. Yes, he's uh, right. Cause pimping ain't easy. Oh, he's wrong. That's not how you spell ice tea. <laughs> oh wow. Too bad I'm it's not sorry. a spelling contest. Ice tea. Ice tea. His name is not ice tea. No. No. Spelling object and not a person. Spelling object and not a person. Sal. I mean, I'm sorry, Matt. He came out with Ice T, the rapper, not Ice T. Yeah, Ice T. <laughs> he does not spell it with T E A. But he it doesn't matter. The... I'm just telling nope. you, Ice T. Judges sorry. call. Judges call. Okay. <laughs> judges, get, judges. That's fine. <laughs> Wait, Matt. What's your explanation about why why you should win? You ask us to write our answers down. (laughs) (laughs) And I muted him. Congratulations, Sal. Wow. (laughs) Unbelievable. The winner and new scoreboard edge wrestling trivia champion, Spec Guy Sal. Hell yeah. Give a little give a little music. Let's get a music. Matt's done. He's out. If Matt Here's, here's a little music for Matt. Give us a little dance, Sal. Sal, <laughs> Sal, do the dance. Do the real dance. The, uh, the Monica from Friends. <laughs> we talked this last week, Sal. The Monica from Friends? What? Yeah, we talked this last week. Does Gen Z know? I. It, <laughs> oh, Matt. Dude, I thought, I, thought, I literally thought Matt was coming back with the mangina. He left. Oh, he left again. I actually put him back in the stream. He's so mad. He's so mad. <laughs> Come on, Sal, give us a little card. Come on. Oh, please. I can't dance. Oh, listen, no. listen. No show, show the man a little respect, okay? He's not a monkey. Dance, monkey. Dance. <laughs> listen, I will say this. I appreciate how hard Matt is taking this technicality <laughs> he because really he's dead. fucking livid right oh. now. Oh, <laughs> We're gonna hear somebody went on a fucking shooting rampage at a target late night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you mean uh, you don't have the new wrestling collectibles in? <laughs> oh man, that was amazing. He actually, if he had just said iced tea, I would have never have known that he spelled it wrong. And that gave us the, the way to screw him over. He had the audacity to sit there and throw it in our faces yeah. like, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> no, he did not want to ring with a glass of ice tea. Man, that was amazing. That is, if anyone was watching that, they're like, that's fucking Montreal Screwjob. You got to put oh, that on TikTok. Matt. Yeah, that's a WWE that. trivia version of the Montreal Screwjob if there was ever one. <laughs> oh, my God. That was amazing. You can't oh, you can't you bigger than the show. Else. Can't create anywhere else. Except for here. I hope Matt doesn't have to go anywhere stressful tomorrow, like the DMV. <laughs> <or anything>. <laughs> <laughs> Matt might actually problem. have to go to his actual job, which I know he's been stressing lately. So uh yeah, oh, yeah. God, I told him to come back later. Hopefully we'll see him again. Uh, yeah. so WWE trivia. That was that was our segment for WWE trivia presented by Shock Energy promo code SA Pod for 10% off. 
Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Um, and now we're going to move on. So Sal's already here, and we want to you know, already keep him for too long. We're going to jump into Does Gen Z Know, our next recurrence segment every year. Uh, every, every year. Every week. Um, oh, Matt is back. Well, we'll just bring back on real quick. Mm-hmm. Matt, you bitter? What? Are you bitter? <laughs> Are you now upset that you showed us a notepad? Congratulations, Sal. Thanks, man. Great, great win. Why are you so loud? Why are you yelling? Yeah, well, I don't know. I when I closed my laptop, it like fucked everything up. So I tried <laughs> to get back in, but it wouldn't let me. And then I heard TJ talking shit. No. I wasn't talking shit. I said if Matt would have came back with the mangina, I would have had to give him the win. <laughs> would have gave us the goat. If you would have if you would have goaded us and gave us the pressed hand right up against the camera, I was like, all right, give it to him. <laughs> but yeah, I, I hope you don't have to go anywhere stressful tomorrow because people's lives are at stake on stuff. He's got to go to work. No, no, no. You're working from home tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, I'm working from home. Mailman's right, gonna come and knock on the door like, oh, I have a package for you. He's just gonna get a fucking <laughs> RKO out of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, At this point, I'm just glad Matt doesn't have kids. He's gonna go home. He would go and beat them right now. <laughs> just wake him up. Like you know Thank what you God. did. I, I knew the fix was in. I knew the fix was in right away. The thing is, we didn't have anything to fix with. I you? know. I did it to myself. You did it to yourself. I played myself. <laughs> Listen, Matt screwed Matt. Yeah. <laughs> if you had just said to us iced tea, I'd probably been like, oh, I can't really fuck him over. Let's just let him win. And then you said iced tea and you showed us the pad and we like it was it. We lost I know. <laughs> so you have your own you only only blame yourself. Be a man and <laughs> blame yourself. <laughs> we didn't I'm screw here. Matt. Matt's I'm here Matt. to apologize. Okay, let's hear it. What's the apology? For absolutely nothing, because no. you screwed me. I'm the three. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, Not even the Des Gen Z. No, Sal, you yeah. you wanted to be challenged by '80s questions. So today, yes, we have that's an right. '80s theme song. We talked about this last week as well. Um, but here we go. All right, Does Gen Z know this theme song? Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you... 
I hope my dad is watching because he loves that show. Oh, really? I hope he's still watching. We want to hear Sal's guess. Let's go, Sal. What's your guess? Is it MASH? Oh, I pity the fool that says MASH. It's not 80s. It's it's a good guess. It's not eighties though, and it does have it does have Vietnam and helicopters um, in it, but it's not. Yeah, the first Mash thing is I Korea. Of when I heard it. Oh, Mash is Korea. Uh, yeah, hurts. Mash is Korea. Is there something on my face? Yeah, your ugly face. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, so, TJ kind of gave me a guess. One of is those characters makes you want to eat people. Is it something that Mister T is involved in? Oh, what's salad. the show called though? Is it he's, just Mr. T? He's circling it. He's Not circling the name it. of the show. You're circling, bro. You're you're right over there. You're right there. You're right. You're there. hot. You're red hot. Commando. Is it no? That's you're a movie. Hot. It's a movie. We have one oh, more guest now. Called? that we're gonna go on because we have a, a few comments from our viewers that uh, they, they do know it. I don't. They legitimately made a movie about this recently, starring Bradley Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. Rampage Jackson. Rampage, yeah. Face. Oh, what's it called? Um, oh, we know what it's called. You tell us. Yeah, you I know, but it's on the tip of my tongue. Is it? What's the British guy's name? British Tyler guy's Neeson. name? Oh, it was Liam Neeson's mm-hmm. in that movie, too. Liam uh, Neeson. Yeah. He plays he's, a Hannibal. He's Irish, by the way. Yeah, he's not British. Why don't you tell me I'll know? Okay. All right. We're gonna, wait, 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 wait. Nick, we're going to go to the viewer because you said this is his favorite show. It is eighteen. Thanks, Dad. Mr. Velasquez got it. Well, Sal, we're gonna give you partial credit on that because you did know Mr. T's in that show. TJ gave me a guess, but and he's in the show, so I'm gonna play the now. I'm gonna play the actual theme. So check it out. Maybe you can hire the A team. Two things. Dirk Benedict was a handsome man. Yeah, I was just, he actually kind of looks like Bradley Cooper. Uh, and I always, whenever I think of the A-team, I think of Mr. T doing the whole... Yeah, the, the over the... Yeah. <laughs> I always think, when I think of the A-team, that's the image. That's, oh, that and Hannibal smoking the cigar inside the Godzilla costume. Yeah, I cut that out because it was too long. <laughs> but um, that wasn't the actual theme. I actually obviously chopped it up to put up the main characters wait what's the name of the guy is that the guy who is uh the crazy guy who's like a little nuts what's howling mad murdoch 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 yeah yeah Baracus, murdoch face and hannibal well what's face. face's real name i don't know he's got a weird name i can't remember what it is but it's, it's really really face, really. oh templeton peck. Was a pretty good casting call for that one face, face's real name is templeton peck Awful fucking name, Lieutenant Peck. That is a really bad name, <laughs> Captain Peck. Do you, guys, or... do you guys have a does Gen Z know? We uh... no, I, I no. Yeah, it was a short. We uh, we uh, we're running long. I can anyway, think of one. So... All right, well, hurry up. We're running right now. Long. All right, what is this game? It came out in the eighties, very popular in the nineties. Made a reemergence that involved a cylinder where you put sticks across it and loaded it with marbles, and then you pulled sticks to see who was the one that pulled oh, the last stick that oh, got all the marbles to drop. Called? Was it Kerplunk? Boom! Oh, wow, he got it. Oh, I guess that. 
I remember now. a game Kerplunk. similar to that when I was a kid. Good for you, Salvatore. Good oh, yeah. for you. Your dad chimed in. It was Templeton, yeah. Did Templeton say- Peck. That's yeah. his name. Um, I watched the A-team enough with my pop that I know Templeton Peck. Yeah. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna give it up for Sal because that's I'm gonna give him two for two. I, I'm not gonna say he got the A team wrong. He didn't get the name, but he got he got Mr. T. Listen, eventually Mr. T had his own show because he was on the A team. Well, yeah, but I'm setting it up for Sal. Clap it up. I'm gonna say it's two for two. I'm gonna give it to him today. Thank you. Thank you. Real quick though, what was the catchphrase that Mr. T was known for, and where did it come from? Oh yeah, good one, good one. I pity the fool. Yo, that, that is correct. I don't know where it came from, though. Ah, boo. You're a sports fan? I Pity the Fool was first quoted in Rocky 2. Or Rocky 3, excuse me. Rocky when uh, when a reporter asks Clubber Lang, why do you hate Rocky Balboa? And he said, I don't hate Balboa, but I pity the fool. Yeah. Um, also, Matt. Just say just giving things away to South and that is a comment from uh from YouTube. That's actually really funny, Matt. But you know, we'll give it some three to four. Three to four is not too bad. Not bad. Uh, Probably one of my better weeks. It definitely great, is great week. Great week. Are we uh, uh we went back to the I, I think next week I'll bring back those millennials now. Yeah, I think next week yeah, we'll bring we should uh, do that. back to uh to you, you quizzing us. But Sal, stick around. Yeah. We're gonna we'll see we're gonna hang around because we're after this. After the show's over, we're all gonna talk. But all right. Sal, peace out. We'll see you later, all right? See you guys later. Thanks for joining us again. Oh, your dad has a question for him, but uh, maybe we'll, we'll wait till next week for that one, Mr. Velasquez. We appreciate you tuning in yeah, and uh, giving that question for does Gen Z know? Bad attitude. <laughs> is that what the answer was? No. Oh, okay. That's what they say. They always say, what does BA stand for? Bad attitude. Bad attitude. But that's not really what his name is. That's just what he says. That's oh, why in the, in the remake movie, when Peck meets him for the first time, he goes, you got a bad attitude. Oh. That's right. the joke. Well, um, I think we'll, we'll answer that next week. We'll have uh, – that'll be uh, Boomers Ask Millennials. Do millennials know from the boomers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go talk to you briefly because we are running long. We're running a little bit of time here. Um, NFL draft for the uh, – the Jetson uh, Giants. I have my Giants hat on today. I'm not I that proud of hat on, but because it's, it's, it's draft season is the only time of year I can be proud to be a Jets fan. Really, um, I was say you guys had an amazing draft. I thought you guys but, did a really uh, good. Job. I threw my Rangers on because of solidarity. Yeah. Well, I, I, have say- Joe, I have my Joe Boo shirt on. There you go. It says uh, it is very bad to mess with Ju- to drink Joe to touch Joe, Joe Boo's rum. Joe Boo. Very bad. It's very bad. Um, but Nick, I mean, Jets draft was. I thought. I thought it was. I think I did a great job. So uh, a couple things. One, the first four picks were incredible. All right. Yeah. Uh, Sauce Gardner, probably the best cornerback. Uh, and, you know, there, there's the argument about Derek Stingley. Derek Stingley broke his leg. Okay. Damaged goods. All right. I. We don't know what we're going to get back, like what they're going to get back for him. A, B, also his numbers went down as his career went on in college. That's not a good sign because it's only going to get harder from here, especially coming back from an injury. Yeah. I wish him all the best. I really do. But Sauce Gardner hasn't given up a touchdown in like two years of football. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Incredible. That's crazy. 
It's a crazy um, thing. No matter what level of football you're playing, not giving up a touchdown in two years is amazing. Yeah. Um, then you go, I wanted Garrett Wilson to start. Wilson to Wilson just sounds like an amazing sitcom in the 80s. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, I love it. Wilson to Wilson. I'll watch that. It's like, it's like uh, I don't know, Remington Steel. Like hearing something like that or like, it reminds me of like Moonlighting. Wilson to Wilson. I'll watch that shit all day long. Yeah. Um, then we go Double J, pick 26. They trade back into the first round. They pick up Double J. Jermaine Johnson, the second from Florida State. I'm a big Florida State fan. There's a hat right there. Um, and there's a couple of jerseys in this closet over here. And uh, pick 26, people had him go in top 10. Uh, that people were down on him yeah. a little bit because he's older. He's not, he's not 20. He's not 21. He's 22, going on 23. You know what? You know what that means? Less tread. Or, or excuse me, more tread on the tires left. That's all yeah. that means. He he had a tr- he hit transfer protocol. Uh, he's a little older. That's fine. He's more mature. That's what that means. Yeah. Then to trade up and get Brees Hall, I honestly think they're just trolling us at this point because they've got Michael Carter. They've got Michael Carter the second. Now they've got Bryce Hall. Or excuse me, Brees Hall, Hall, Bryce Hall, and Bryce Huff. They're just messing with us at this point. <laughs> all right, Bryce Hall's um, Brees Hall is one of the was the best running back available. He's RB1. RB1. He had a, he had a touchdown for 22 games straight. Insane. That's nuts. That's absolutely nuts. Now, my only thing is uh this guy Pro Football Focus George who's been crapping on the Jets for drafting a running back in the second round and even suggested that they draft Malik Willis over Brees Hall. I, if he ever sees this, Sir, I want you to know you're an idiot, a full-fledged moron. Because he was sitting there saying, like, the draft board says that's not a premium position. Running back is not a premium position. you got to draft defensive end there. They already drafted a defensive end. you got to draft wide receiver. They already drafted a wide receiver. you got to draft cornerback. They already drafted a cornerback. You got to draft a quarterback. They already have a quarterback. You're an idiot. You're just stupid. When you're sitting there suggesting that they draft players because the value is like, so then what? Trade back to get more picks to, I'm sorry. There aren't top tier picks in the seventh round. You're mad. They traded a fifth round pick to move up three spots. Did you see the look on Bill's fans faces when the jets drafted Brees Hall? They They lost their minds. They Bills lost their minds. Bills needed running back. They lost their minds. They absolutely blew their mind. They were furious. All right? And you know why? It's because, unfortunately, most fans know more than pro football focus. Those guys, I wouldn't even, like, somebody said the other day that the guys at pro football, that guy, George, specifically, didn't make it past high school football or something like that, or junior high football. That kid didn't make it past Madden football, okay? <laughs> that kid didn't play football day in his life. He's a moron, a full-fledged moron, all right? We I hope he sees us. We got to bring Uke back and ask him what he thinks about it. I bet he has a better uh, analysis than this fucking guy from pro football. The Jets... The Giants, the Ravens, the Eagles all crushed the draft. The they Giants, all draft winners. I think they did well. The Giants did well in the first round. The second round I was a little upset because I was on I was on with uh, you know uh, Fantasy MD's uh, you know draft coverage. He invited me on late on uh, Friday. 
and it was during the Jets Giants pick, and I was like, oh, they drafted a uh, you know a guard in the second round early, and they traded back, you know, um, a couple times. They drafted a guard, they drafted Wandell Robinson, which I didn't like Wandell Robinson to begin with. I thought he was a little a little small for a wide receiver, and they didn't really need it at that point. I wanted them to get a linebacker. So they were like, oh, yeah, we didn't have him going until, like, the third or fourth round. And they're like, I was like, oh, but he drafted a guard. That's pretty good. The offensive line gets posted up. And he's like, well, we project him to be drafted in the sixth round. I'm like, oh, fuck. And then they drafted uh, – who did they draft? Uh, I think it was, like, a cornerback or a line – oh, they drafted a line – no, they didn't draft a linebacker. They, dra- they drafted Kayvon yeah. Thibodeau. Well, that was the first round. I'm talking about the second round one. So second round, I think they drafted a corner, and I wanted them to get a linebacker again, and they drafted his corner. And then they're like, we projected him to be drafted in the seventh round. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they've been listening to pro football focus George too much. Like They must have been. Just draft like, oh, cornerbacks and quarterbacks, wide receivers, and that's it, and defensive ends. Yeah, I mean, I, the first the first round for the Giants was very good. Kayvon Thibodeau, I wanted that. It made sense to go with him first because you knew if you were going at five, you get the, the defensive end, Kayvon Thibodeau, and then you then you knew, all right, six, we're picking seven. So we're gonna get one of the two top tackles. Either cross or Neil. Cross or Neil. And uh who do they they got Neil, right? They got Neil, which I, I considered Neil to be the better of the two. Well, no, actually not cross. Uh Icky was one before. Oh, I'm sorry, Jimmy, Icky. It was Icky, it was Icky, Neil, and Cross. And then right. Icky went um first in between the five and the I, five. I thought Neil was better than Icky. That's the, I mean, a lot of people did say that. They said they liked Neil better. So I think definitely they had a great draft, those first two picks, the top 10. I think I think those are two good, really good picks. Uh, the second round was a little like, uh, I don't know what we needed a receiver at that point because they traded back twice. They traded with the Jets first because the Jets drafted Brees Hall in the Giants spot and then they moved back a little bit to the Jets spots. They moved the Jets spot to Atlanta and Atlanta picked and then they picked a little bit further down. I really thought they were going to go linebacker. And they went with Wanda Robinson, which I'm sure he's a great guy, uh, great kid. But they're saying he's probably more of those like behind the line of scrimmage type of guy, where he a lot of his plays were were like handoffs or short play type of type of plays. Like he so, break, he could break loose. A couple things about the draft. Uh, have you ever seen a draft with so many trades? No, there was a ton of trades. AJ Matt- Brown got traded. AJ Brown on the move. AJ Brown. Um, the Eagles. To the Eagles, which was like. Uh, <laughs> which is probably influ- that might have influenced the Giants into drafting a cornerback. It might have. Because it, it seems that James Bradbury's on the move now. He's going to get cut, it seems. That's what they seem they're going to try to save money and just cut him, which kind of sucks because he's a really good player. You figured you'd get some sort of draft capital, but I don't understand how $10 million is too much for a one of your better cornerbacks on the team. I know that's all they save is $10 million. Not like it's that much more money, but I think they're really in a crunch because I don't think their cap is so fucked that like I think they can't even sign the the new guys they just drafted. Really? Okay. Like they're in a crunch. Like they really need to. I'm just. I'm just saying is restructuring is always an option. It is, but I don't know if he's. Willing. If you give, if you give the player, if they would have given him a signing bonus before March first, it wouldn't have counted toward next year's cap. Sure. Mm, and that's how the Rams somehow can still sign players, even though at this point they've doled out like uh, eight hundred and fifty million dollars to their team. Mm, interesting. I because I, the cap is not real; it's a fake thing. <laughs> Apparently, it is. Uh, and then the other thing uh, for uh, uh, the Giants have a little bit of controversy with uh, with Bradbury whether or not they're going to get rid of him. Yeah. They didn't pick up Daniel Jones's uh, fifth year option. No, which I don't think he deserves it anyhow. 
No, I, I, I agree with you. I don't think he deserves uh, I never thought he was a top-tier talent to be first drafted in the first round to begin with. He went to Duke. You don't go to Duke to play football. No. You go to Duke to play basketball. I hated that. They and even then, though. you're a plumber in the, N- in the NBA, J.J. Redick. He's not a plumber. He's a plumber in the NBA. He was a solid player. He's a plumber. All right. You're hurtful. That's hurtful. It's a hurtful word. It's about JJ. He's a, pl- he's a but yeah, I agree with you. Daniel Jones kind of, I think that pick set the franchise back four years. So I'm not really, listen, this year's a rebuilding year. Uh, I'm not expecting the playoffs. I'm expecting to see some progress. Uh, you know, Dayball's going to give Jones a chance, you know, but I just don't think, I don't think he really, he doesn't. Who's your backup right now? Cause he'll be playing by week four. <laughs> Probably because Jones always gets hurt. Teddy, I think, is it Teddy Bridgewater? I don't think it's put it Teddy Bridgewater right now. I can't remember who it is. It's not. They were talking about how they want to trade for Baker, uh, the, the former quarterback for the Bills. Is it? Oh, what's his name? I know exactly who told. I can't think of his name. Oh my god. He's on the Bills. He was oh, on Jake Fromm. No, it's not Jake Fromm. No, he was on the Bills. though. Jake Fromm was on the Bills. Too. No, we, uh, the, the guy I'm talking about is black. Jake oh, Fromm, Tyrod, Taylor, Tyrod Taylor. That's right. There you go. Tyrod Taylor. I, th- I agree. I actually would, like games by week I would four. like to see him play more, more over Daniel Jones. He'll be playing by week four. I hope. Daniel Jones ain't it. Daniel Jones ain't it. Um, and then the only controversy the Jets have right now, which is shocking, is who's going to wear number one because there's three guys fighting for it right now, and two of them are first-round picks. So, well, DJ Reed, you've got oh, some yeah. competition from Sauce Gardner and, uh, and potentially uh, – Garrett Wilson, although Garrett Wilson might want number five, which is worn by Mike White, which doesn't, you know, he's a fringe player at best, uh, but his jersey's in the Hall of Fame. So do you take away his number? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm glad that's the only controversy that the Jets have right now. What do you think, T? Do you think that rookies should be able to take whatever number they want based on where they were drafted? I, I mean, I don't think a rookie <laughs> should have a choice about anything other than, hey, you're on the team. Now work hard. Congratulations. Don't worry about superfluous things like a fucking number. <laughs> I agree. I agree. DJ Reed's been a veteran for a few years now. He wants to wear number one. Sorry, Sauce. Don't have to tell you. Play in the NFL for a few years. Maybe you'll get it one day. Yeah. Hey, did I you guys know, speaking of the NFL and numbers, did you guys see that there's there's jersey insurance now? I saw that. That was a couple of years ago they got it. Did you know that, T? If you no. buy a jersey of a player and he's traded within 90 days, they'll replace your jersey. Within 90 days? Yeah. yeah. My friend my friend bought a, a Porzingis jersey. He bought a Porzingis jersey a couple years ago, and he got traded. It was the year he got traded, and he got he was able to pick a brand-new Knicks jersey. It didn't matter who it was. I was like, it's actually pretty, pretty That's cool. That's awesome. Well, the NFL does it now. I saw it on the Jets uh, page today. Well, I think it's Fanatics does it. So, Fanatics is through NFL now. Well, no. I, I saw it on the NFL Net shop, not the Fanatic shop. Yeah, but the NFL shop runs through Fanatics now. Fanatics like runs. Does it? I hate Fanatics. Yeah. They're the absolute worst. They make the shittiest products. Like if you go to MLB like shop.com and go to Yankees page, and then you go to like Fanatics page, it's basically the same exact thing. Like the prices I, are all the same, the deals are all the same. It's all they the sell. Do they sell like official stuff? Because all their stuff sucks. They sell official stuff. Like you'll have like like you said the Rangers hats. Like those all NHL hats are all Fanatics. No, no. The NHL hats only make are only made by fanatics. Yeah, like New Era doesn't make NHL hats anymore. Yeah, I get what you mean. Oh, you mean like if like they sell the official jerseys and stuff? Like, do they sell Adidas and and yeah, Nike? they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I hate fanatics. Their gear is trash. It's absolute garbage. The actual fanatics stuff is their brand. Their brand is their trash. Brand sucks. I hate their hats too. I agree with you. 
Yeah, it's trash. All right, so moving on. Um, I think we were just going to briefly talk about the New York Yankees. They, they're, as we said before, the 11-game win streak finally ended um, today. They lost 2-1 against Toronto. But, I mean, listen, the Yankees are stacking up win- wins early on. They're playing, you know, lesser teams. Teams that are not really worth holding their their uh, their jock strap, as you may say. <laughs> um, you know, beat up the Orioles, beat up the Royals, um, and the Guardians win, you know, three straight sweeps. They take two or three from Toronto, who's, you know, obviously everyone's expecting Toronto is supposed to win the AL East. Yeah. And the Yankees right now are 18 and seven now. Um, Aaron Judge, Anthony Rizzo both lead MLB with home runs. Yankees, from a couple weeks ago, we were talking about the Yankees. We were like, oh, I don't really know if this is going to really work out with this new roster. And then all of a sudden, they just turned it on. This team is, is hitting. They have timely hitting. There's clutch moments, which is key. They are pitching very well, both starters and bullpen. So obviously, the 11 game win streak. Hides a lot of that stuff. Everyone's just clicking, uh, rolling on all cylinders. Uh, but what are your guys' feelings about the New York Yankees so far? I'm surprised, um, actually. I'm actually pleasantly surprised that they're playing this well. Like you said, listen, they, I mean, subpar teams, but it, other than Toronto and taking two out of three from them is great. But I'm pleasantly surprised because I had low expectations going into this year. We, we saw the offseason that they had or lack of offseason that they had. Um, the best thing they did was, you know, re-signing Rizzo, which is paying div- dividends already. So uh, I, I, I'm happy with what I see, I guess, as the season goes on. Will it last? You know, the Yankees are prone to making runs like this and then making runs get nice cold. So we'll see. But right now, I think they're, they're as a team, performing well. They're, like you said, timely hitting. They're, they're putting the ball in play. They're getting runs across the plate. And the pitching's holding up pretty damn well. Yeah. I think um, if you look at how they're uh, winning, they're winning with base hits. A lot of base hits. I mean, there's home runs sprinkled throughout. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, with, when, with the addition of guys like Kiner Falefa yeah. and and uh, Glaber turning it on, he's not hitting dingers. He's hitting doubles. Yeah. That's – that's that, and, and DJ. DJ back – to DJ form batting 300 judges batting right. 300 right now. Uh, I know, I know all these uh, young uh, analytics kids that never played baseball say that batting 300 doesn't matter as long as you walk a lot. Um, batting 300 drives in runners from second base. That's, that's what that does. Um, so um, yeah, I, I think if, if the approach stays the same and they don't continue to get a home run happy. Yeah. yeah I think they'll do all right. As far as scoring runs today. Today runs were scarce. Uh, sometimes yeah. you don't put it all together, and and that happens. Um, Sal says Marwin Gonzalez has been good off the bench as well. Sal is a hundred percent right. Marwin Gonzalez and Tim LaCastro have been invaluable, and Tim LaCastro stealing bases. Everybody's stealing bases right now on the Yankees, and I know the analytics nerds are sitting there going, "Ah, stealing bases? No, you're giving away outs." Yeah, uh, those runs are scoring. Losers, uh, I know you never watched an yep. entertaining game of baseball in your life because you were so mad that they went against your math. But uh, stolen bases are in; they're they're sexy. Ricky Henderson's in the Hall of Fame because of it. Yep. So yeah, uh, and then and then Matt says Michael King holding down that pen, just flat out pointing out the obvious. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> yeah, Michael King's been great so far. His name his name's not King because he's a pauper. All right, guys, a G. A capital G. You know who's really good too? Came in in relief recently. I'm just was, getting uh, shit on tonight. 
<laughs> yeah, Matt's never coming back. Getting buried, as they would say in the wrestling business. Clark Schmidt mm. came in recently, right? Was that for? Uh... They did. He did, and he got sent down to the minors for his effort. <laughs> that's like the typical Yankees way. Um, he played. He pitched great. What was that? Was that against Toronto? It was recently. Yeah, he came in for Super Severino, right? On the Royals, I don't the Royals. Recall, but um, no, it was the Royals. Moon got thrown out of a game today for the first time this season, I think. Yeah, he did. He was going nuts. He threw his gum at the umpire. Did you see? I, I recall it arguing balls and strikes, but it wasn't necessarily arguing balls and strikes. It was letting the umpire know he sucks at his job because he did. Which is fine with me. He pulled a Schwarber. I'm going to call that pulling a Schwarber. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I'm, that was yeah. actually really cool. Speaking of that, sorry to like go off the Yankees topic, but no, you can talk about baseball. That Schwarber was great. Schwarber was advocating for every baseball fan and every baseball player. Whoever wore a jersey or a hat who has to watch an Angel Hernandez game. Angel Hernandez was proven by a court of law that he sucks at his job. Exactly. I love when Carl Trevor at one point just goes, it's not just us. It's both ways that you suck. He was like, I'm sticking up for them too because you fucked them too and you're not fucking me this way. And he was just giving it to him. I I don't understand how he still has a job, dude. Like, I I feel like the only reason they keep him around is to when they decide to go to, like, robo balls and strikes, it's going to be like, well, it's because of him. And everybody's going to be like, well, we can't fucking argue that. So (laughs) unions, bro. Unions are just like, you know, unions are great sometimes. But at the same time, they also protect the worst employee in the business. It's true. Dude, stop giving him fucking games. Stop giving him games that matter. Send him somewhere else. They did already. They And he sued because they weren't giving him games because he was brown. And the court of law was like, yeah, no, it's because you suck at your job. Yeah, they were like, fucking nope. awful. You're actually, it's no discrimination. You just really suck at doing your job. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely dreadful, dude. Between him and C.B. Buckner, I'm like, at least Joe West is gone. You no, know, it's good. That's cool. I like when they send the, the gradings. And like recently, there was two guys that yeah. were ninety eight and ninety nine percent correct. It's like yep. that's the guy who has to call the World Series because that guy is good. But you know what? It, it, it's not. It's even if you're in the high eighties, low nineties, and it, it's borderline pitches. It, it's to your eye and whatever. It might be an inch low or an inch high or whatever it is. Yeah. Angel Hernandez is not even fucking close. Six <laughs> inches, dude. Yeah. Like seriously, how many times we watch him? Punch people out on a ball that's like almost scraping the ground. Yeah, it's bad. It, 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 it in like, the other batter's box. Often, dude, it's often. It's pretty bad. It, it's embarrassing. I'm getting. Speaking like, of bad eyes, games, yeah. Before we end tonight, speaking of bad eyes, we do have a caller. Ooh. Oh right, right. To go back to uh, Rangers, uh, we have a caller from Brian Scott from the Injured List podcast. Gave us a holler, and here is his call. Hey, this is Brian Scott of the Injured List Podcast, wanting to bring you this major, major injury update from Game 1 of the Pittsburgh Penguins versus the New York Rangers. This just in. The referees and the officials have sustained an injury. It's called presbyopia. It's when your eyes gradually lose the ability to see things clearly up close. And this is a major, major update, folks. We don't know what happened. We don't know how this occurred, but it happened in period three toward the end when Capo Caco obviously scored a goal after being pushed into the crease. Yet somehow it got overturned, not only by the officials on the ice, but the guys up in the replay booth. Go figure. 
Well, what do we do? How is this treated? It's usually treated with glasses, either bifocals, trifocals, or some type of progressive lenses. The problem is if that doesn't work, then surgery is the only way to fix it. The question is whether or not they're going to have surgery before the series is over. Jeez, Luis, I don't know what else to say. There's no other explanation. Oh, by the way, the goalie for the Penguins got hurt. We don't know what's wrong. Supposedly cramped. Maybe he'll be back next game. They're already talking about the third stringer suiting up on Thursday. Oh, and by the way, how did they not see any more penalties? The Rangers only had one power play in over 100 minutes of ice time compared to the Pittsburgh Penguins' four. By the way, the Rangers were one for one on that power play. So things are going to look a lot different in game two. Anyway, for most of your injury, or should I say all of your injury updates, tune into the Injury List podcast, like and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts or listen to your podcasts. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. That was Brian Scott from the Injured List podcast. Thanks for calling up, Brian. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that there's a reason why that ref absolutely blew goats last night. (laughs) How many? uh, You can't say that, dude. He's got a condition. How many blowjibbers did Mike Sullivan give out last night? (laughs) Oh my goodness! All right, well, Nick, wrap us up here. All that brings us to a close here at the Scoreboard Addicts podcast. We appreciate you spending this time with us. As always, we'll catch you again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. All of us here, thank you, and we'll catch you next week. Adios. Stay right. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, we did that for the recording, but we are actually going to stick around Yay. because we're just going to do our quick PGA pick sponsored by... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. They put up pins and aces. Um, me and TJ will go through our picks for the Wells Fargo Championship, right? Is that I got that right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. I did. I, I didn't do much research, much research on this, so I'm relying on you here, TJ. But anyway, let's go to pinsandaces.com, promo code SCOREPOD. You get 15% off um, all your entire purchase. And we recently did oh, – actually, I didn't post it yet, but we do have an unboxing video. From the shirts we received, nice. I wore the polo right now, but I wore the polo recently in a in one of my daily update videos. Super uh, comfortable, 
nice, you know, uh, fabric. Vector's definitely flexible, stretchy. And the really cool thing is underneath the underneath the buttons, it has. Uh, well, I bought the Augusta one, so it has the Augusta colors and the Pins and Aces logo, yeah. and then it has the uh, little slit for your sunglasses to go into, which is really cool on the golf. Dude, course. I was looking at that. I was like, that's sick because we we just went on our golf trip, and I kept tucking my sunglasses into the loop and it just like twists them and it looks like w- without the loop rather yeah it twists them it looks awkward through the buttons it- it's not nice and i'm all i kept thinking was man when they restock some of their shirts i'm loading up because they have some sick sick merch over there their polos are pretty nice and that loop for your sunglasses really comes in handy out there it really does and the the polo i got was the augusta one which is cool it has like the augusta topography of the entire course on it it has the green jackets on it. It says, you know, it has written Augusta, Pimento on it. It's really cool. It's a really cool post. So check it out. Go to pinsandaces.com, promo code SCORPOD. Um, oh, I also got my my Uncle Sam uh, ball marker, which is pretty cool. Nice. So I'm excited to use that nice. next time I get on the course. But we are not here to talk more about our merch. We're here to talk about. Are we not? Because pitch. I'm wearing my tobacco road shirt. Oh, yeah. Just got back. Got this tobacco road. Bad boy to hang up in the bar. The par then bar championship. Yeah. Took it from uh, my cousin was the winner last year. This year I secured the win. Broke 90 at Tobacco Road, which is an easy feat, especially for me being, uh, you know, 15, 16 handicap. Yeah. I was pretty damn excited. Impressive. I actually started uh, birdie, par, birdie, and then it all went downhill. <laughs> <laughs> so. Then all of a sudden, the doubles came into effect, and that's, uh, you know, how, how you shoot in the 80s instead of shooting in the 70s. But yeah. I'll take it. I'm excited about it, and I get to talk shit now for a whole year. Hey, that's definitely worth it. We're <laughs> going to have our uh, our little – somewhere we're going to figure out. I don't know if we're going back to Atlantic City or we're going to go somewhere else. I'm trying to set that up for us. But our yearly uh, guys, you know, trip to, to just play a golf course somewhere for a weekend. Listen – and have I already fun. have uh, I already have the trophy picked out. You let me know uh, what we where we're going, what we're doing, and we got to name this thing. And we'll definitely have some content to follow with that, yeah. and a whole bunch of bad golf and crushing beers, and me probably throwing clubs. You have to give it a generic name because we're. I think we're going to try to move around every now and then uh, every year. So, Fair uh, but let's get to the Wells Fargo Championship. So, yeah. Uh, the course so, is in Maryland I mean, this year? The, the favorite, uh, he- head and shoulders favorite is Rory McIlroy. He's won it three times. Yeah. Uh, right now he's going off at plus 750. I, I think he definitely has a great shot at winning it. Uh, he knows the course very well. He's been playing some solid golf. He's, he, he's not back to what Rory, the Rory we saw come out and emerge and, and you know, win all those championships and, and majors. But he's getting back there. He's uh, striking the ball very well. He's finding the fairways a lot more with the driver. But the plus 750 is going to keep me away. Um, my pick to win is going to be Mr. Corey Connors. Yeah, he's, and, he's the second favorite at plus 1700, which is like such a pretty big gap between right, Rory and him, which is crazy. Right. So uh, I feel like that's a cop-out. But I'm also putting money. I'm going to throw that out there. I'm also putting money on Paul Casey. Paul Casey's going off at 4100. Corey yeah. Connors is going off at 1700. So I'm putting money in both of those guys just because the plus 1700 is good odds. Corey Connors is playing awesome, but I also like to see Paul Casey come out. Uh, maybe not come down the stretch and put his ball in a two-inch divot and maybe <laughs> close out a 
a championship. Um, I like uh, just for the odds, uh, Francisco Molinari placing top 10. He's going off at plus a thousand. So I think Francisco Molinari, he, he hasn't had a, much of a run in the last couple of years. He was right in the mix with Tiger when Tiger won at the Masters. And he's fallen off a little bit, but I think if he could, you know, get back to that old form, I could see him placing the top ten, especially with the field that they have right now. I like those odds plus a thousand. And yeah. my other bet was going to be um, just to throw it out there because the the odds are pretty decent. Uh, Rory McIlroy to take the be the leader in the clubhouse after the first round that is going off at plus twenty one hundred. Not throwing a whole shit ton of money on it. Yeah. Uh, I literally threw my last $7 on FanDuel that I threw in there. That was my last bet of the night. Um, seven bucks to get you $154. So for the odds and for the fact that he's the head and shoulders favorite, I figured why the hell not. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's, it's crazy because the numbers of the odds are just insane when there's, this is actually kind of like last week with John Rahm with the Mexico yeah. open. Uh, John Rahm was like a significant favorite. We didn't do our picks last week because TJ was away, but he was a significant favorite and he actually ended up winning it. And it wasn't no, that much. That was, was the like, problem. I, I was, so I was away. I was also watching it though, and I think he was only like plus four ten or something he was like that. Four fifty. It, I think, it, for the for the team. Yeah, that that's what I mean. Those type of odds make you want to steer clear. But it was a soft field. Um, it was, it, it's yeah. good for him to get a win underneath his belt. He's world number two. He hasn't been playing like world number two in the yeah. past year. So yeah. it was good to see him get a win under his belt. Um and. and to be honest, he didn't play all that amazing. Like his putting wasn't phenomenal, but he was able to close it out. Again, I think that was more due to the field against, you know, he was playing. Yeah. But it's good to see him. Maybe that he could definitely build off of that and get those wins going and chase down Scotty Scheffler, maybe take the world number one back. You never know. Cause he, he definitely has that ability. That talent is there, you know? So if this win gets him to break through and tap into the, you know, that level of competition that he's known to have, it's going to make for some good golf going down the stretch, especially going into, uh, you know, the next couple of majors. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree with you. Um, so for my pick, I, I've been staying away from the winners. You know, if you want to try to make some money, it's e- a little easier to go with the top 10, top twenties. So I actually find this interesting because the second favorite in this is Corey Connors. But if you go to the top 10 odds, Matthew Fitzpatrick is better odds to get into the top 10 than Corey Connors. So he's second favorite to be in the top 10. He's a plus 135. I'm going to go with Matthew Fitzpatrick in this uh, this week. Um, I've been sticking with him throughout this year, top 10, top 20 finishes. He's been – he's hit a couple times. Uh, not, obviously not all the time, but he's been in there. Uh, most You know, he's in the mix usually. Um, Tony Finau right now is a plus 210. Yeah, if you listen to this podcast, you know I always bet Tony Finau. I'm not saying do it, but I'm probably going to do it. Uh, but – don't listen to me on that on that pick. But if I'm going to go outside the box here, like I said, this isn't too much. You know, I haven't done too much research on this, but I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Keegan Bradley plus 380 for a top 10 finish. And those are going to be my two picks for today. I, like I said, I haven't done too much research. I don't want to do I don't want to do a winner because I feel like with Rory being such a high favorite, uh, it's a little yeah. bit of a softer field, same as last week with Mexico Open. Uh, I don't want to pick the outright winner I, this time. I think it's a little bit tighter, though. I, I think you got a little more competition than last week. Yeah. Um, I, I think last week it's a pretty new uh, tournament as well. So a lot of people stay away from it. A lot of people take that week off. 
Yeah. I, 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 you see a lot more people coming back. I actually like, and I'm going to throw some money on as well. Well, Abraham answered just because he did finish runner up last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, um, I was I mean, going between him and Bradley. So I listen, I agree that, that's that. what I like about golf. I, I like the fact that I, I take 80 bucks to a hundred bucks. I throw it in when we bet and I, I move the money around because like I said, 20 bucks, $20 and 65 cents actually. So I had a random 65 cents laying there on Paul Casey. He'll net you $867. If he's anywhere in the mix on Sunday, I'll take that cash out option for 200. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I agree bucks. with you. I agree with you. You know what I mean? But that's why I like to spread my money around Paul Casey, Corey Connors. I'm going to take Abraham answer just because he, like I said, he came runner up last year. And then the top tens, the top tens are great. You have 10 spots to, to take down some money. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? Great. And the top 20 is even better because sometimes there are guys with like long odds that yeah. can be in the mix, top 20. And, you know, there's been times where I've bet in Tony Finau, you know, to be in the top 20 and he was outside of it. And then like someone misses a putt and next thing you know, he's in the top 20. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's it, always it makes it more exciting if you're, if the guy you pick is not in the mix to win, but you got yeah. those top 10, top 20s, it gives you a reason to watch, even though if you're watching, <clears throat> You know, you're betting the top 20 and your guys, you know, somewhere around 20, 19, 18. They're really not getting too much TV time, but it's cool yeah. just to follow the leaderboard and gives you something to root for. And like we said, 100 bucks in FanDuel, <coughs> run it around a little bit. It goes a long way. And with the odds you're getting, it, it's pretty easy to make a little bit of money. I agree with you. And I think that about does it for our PGA picks. And it's going to wrap up the entire show as well. But remember to go to pinsandaces.com, promo code SCOREPOD for 15% off your entire order. Um, and if you want to listen to how we feel about the product, just go to the front of this video. It's going to be on YouTube. Leave a comment down below if you've used Prince and Aces. Or if, those, if you're following our picks, let us know how you're doing. So uh, just hit us up in the comments. All right. So, uh, TJ, thanks again for uh, going through this and doing a little more in-depth than I was uh, <laughs> this week. But hopefully next week I'll come back with a little more picks and come full force uh, with the PJ picks. So thank you again, everyone, for listening. Uh, we appreciate Either it. Way. Get your picks in. It doesn't matter. You don't have to go in depth. You like somebody, you like somebody because of their name. They're wearing a cool shirt and they're about to tee off. And you're like, yeah, that guy. It doesn't matter. Get some money in there. It makes it a lot more fun to watch golf because I know a lot of people don't really enjoy watching golf. Usually yeah. it's a take a nap to pastime, but yeah, it's a little more I, fun. Yeah, I remember I, that's how I got into watching golf. I was hungover in college, <laughs> just watching golf every Sunday. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it for us here at the Scoreboard Next Podcast. We appreciate you. Uh, stick around with this, and we'll we'll see you later. Take care. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.